Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shropshire Football Podcast. My name is Luke Upper, I'll be hosting you today. You might be hearing some uh, some strange noises in the background. That's because we are based on location in Bridge North, the High Town Grill and Chip Shop. Mr. John Passaris joins myself, Lewis Cox and Joe Edwards. Fellas, how are we all? Good, thank you. Very well, thanks. Very hungry. And oh, it's just pleasure, pleasure to be very happy to be Thank you very much, John, for, thanks, for inviting John. us and, uh, and you know getting us down here, going to have some food, have, chat some football. Well, you know what? What else could you ask for? Oh no, it's amazing. I mean, we were driving here and the weather was not great. Let's be honest. <laughs> but I tell you what, the roadworks in Bridge North, John, what's going on? No, I, no idea. Have a word. Some extra money to spend on the on the roads, but uh, it's not really good. This is all born out of Joe's visit a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I just came came here. Um, with with uh, my lady partner, with the fiance, and uh, we decided to uh, you know have, have a chip shop, and uh, you know but I've spoke to John a few times over the phone, thought I'd show my face, and uh, it's kind of all born out of that, and we're, we're back here again, fantastic. Glowing reviews about John, by the way, from your missus. Yeah, yeah, she was saying, um, she said, explained last night that we're coming back to have some food. She said, oh, John, he's a nice chap, he's. Um, <laughs> Was saying that uh, because we was all chatting football for you know having, having a chin wag for a good five minutes and uh, John turned to, to Sophie and said oh I get, bet you're getting a bit bored of all this football talk now aren't you and she was like oh you know I don't know. and she said he's a nice bloke oh, good. is this how the Telford fans there? remember you nice <laughs> <laughs> club so John let's get this right former Walsall Academy coach yeah. former AFC Telford assistant and caretaker boss yeah. Wellington Amateurs joint manager yeah. AFC Bridge North boss. That's right. And AFC Wolverines under 18 coach. Have I missed anything that, there? No, that's right. Nailed that's it. it yeah. I'm good at reading LinkedIn yeah. profiles. Paul Hurst, best friend. Yeah, that's it. And <laughs> close, close confident of yeah. Paul Hurst. Yeah. Um, got some questions for you, John. First of all, you're the owner of this wonderful chippy in uh, in Bridge North. How did how did that come about? Um, my my dad bought this in in 1979, and um, I worked here for a couple of years and. I didn't work full time because I just started uni, mm. and then um, finished all my studying and, and just going to the cafe, cafe game. And, and the place was available for sale in 2000, and I bought it in 2000. Do you get many footballers popping in? We've had a few, yeah. We've had the whole Forest Green team in here. We've <laughs> had Mark Yates in here. Um, we've had um, the old the old West Brom striker. What was his name? Bobby. Um, Bob Taylor. Bob Taylor. Super yeah, Bob. Yeah, yeah Super oh, Bob has wow. been in here. Yeah, we had a few. That's it. Not your staple footballers diet, yeah. but I imagine Four if you get... as well. Oh, really? Oh, did he pop in, did he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Fantastic. Oh. Well, you know, some famous faces popping in. I'm expecting pictures on the wall sooner <laughs> or later. They're <laughs> not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> Can you weigh in on, on the orange chip debate, John? We had this discussion yeah. in a podcast a couple a couple weeks Careful ago. What you say. Well, Lewis, I know Lewis, Lewis, I know Lewis loves them, but for, for me, to get chips orange, you have to put a, a, a colouring in. E102, which I think is called tartrazine, mm. and it, it, it's not good. Oh, natural, is it here? Yeah, oh, natural. Yes. <laughs> That's what we like. Oh, and as, as we speak, let's just pause the podcast very quickly. Oh We've gosh. got, I mean, an absolute Thank feast you. of food Fantastic. here. Absolutely stunning. I mean, John, you've whipped us up a, f- a full English here. It looks absolutely stunning. I mean, I can't wait to tuck into it. Okay. Joe Edwards is already doing yeah, it. Well, <laughs> it's not good. No, honestly, talking <laughs> honestly, we can't thank you enough thank for this. You, John. You're welcome. Uh, out of curiosity, what's your what's your go-to order at a chip shop? If I go to a chip shop, yeah, a small fish and chips. Just a yeah, small yeah, fish and small chips. Fish and yeah. chips yeah. yeah, bit of cod and chips. Can't go wrong yeah, with that, can I you? Think so. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I can, there's people who go and have. 
you know, pies and stuff like that. It's not not quite for me. It's fish and chip shop for a reason. Mm. That's classic. Lewis? I love Donna Meat, fellas. Oh. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is, that, is that what happens on a night out, is it, for you after a Shrewsbury Town game? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If you knew what went in Donna, you wouldn't touch your mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't disagree. It's just nice, isn't it? You know. The health goes out the window. I'm, I'm with Johnny here. I'm a classic cod and chips man. Uh, a bit of salt and vinegar can't go wrong. Joe's dipped straight into a uh, hash brown. Hash brown there. Beautifully golden one as well. <laughs> oh, I mean, it looks incredible. I mean, I can't wait to tuck in. But obviously, I'm I'm hosting, so I'll try and squeeze in some food some as and when. As and when. Um, obviously, you know, you're good pals with Paul Hurst. Um, what did you make of his Shrewsbury Town exit? And obviously, the work that he did at Ipswich before he left. Yeah, he's, um, it, it wasn't a shock that he left, mm. obviously, because you know, he, he did so well and obviously some, a lot of clubs would have courted him behind the scenes. Um, I think the offer of, of, of Ipswich Town was probably too, too big to miss, yeah. you know, whether that's financially, whether the, the, um, the, 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 the stature of the club. Um, on, on reflection, it looks like it was, it was too early for him, I think, yeah. on reflection. Yeah. You know, not just for him, but for the other guys that had left their previous clubs as well, with um, Marty Yates leaving Solihull, yeah. with with Askey leaving Macclesfield. I personally, I think maybe another season for each one of those to stay at their clubs. That's it. Better for them. Yeah, that's my opinion. Hasn't really worked out from for many parties at the moment, has yeah, it? The, the, the only one it's worked out for is Tim Flowers, who's doing a, a sterling job at um, Solihull. Yeah, because John and Paul Hurst, just for people who don't know, go back. To Grimsby and Telford days, don't you? That's where you before that you, when he was at Boston. Boston, yeah, 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 Boston, yeah. And you, you got friendly on match days, and that's right. And then became sort of his opposition scout. Yeah, sort of I, was thing. Do, I was doing his um, his scouting, his um, match analysis um, on oppositions when when he was at Grimsby. When I yeah. left Telford, that was the job I was doing for a couple of seasons, mm. and then obviously that carried on into Shrewsbury Town. Shame to see him, of course, you know, given the boot at Ipswich, but. It's the game, isn't it's, it? It's all about results, isn't it? It's the nature of the beast. If you don't get the results, you, you don't stay there long. That's it. And obviously, you've done a fair bit of work with younger players. You mean, yeah. went at Warsaw, I mean, you've yeah, been, you were there for years and years. years. I started in 92, um, left in 2010. I, I, I would have liked to progress into the, the, the sort of the first team stuff at, at Warsaw, but I found there was a, a glass ceiling there, mm. um, you know, for, for academy coaches to progress. Yeah. into there and then when, when Andy Sinton asked me to go and join them at, at Telford I thought well that's a, that's a great opportunity for me and I left and had a great time Do you enjoy that part of the game really developing younger players or? Yeah of course you do I mean it's, it's nice to see players now playing in the league that, yeah. that you had an influence over you know some sort of an influence it, it, it's, a, it's personal satisfaction that is That's it right shall we get on to the, uh, the, the big talking topic of today I was just about to do that but I had a I was about to say, um, you know, a mouthful of sausage, but you know, take that as you will. <laughs> no, you, no euphemisms here. No, no, no. Well, it's the truth. You know, I hope someone back me up on that. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, before obviously we went on air, we've been talking about, you know, the Sun uh, reports that's appeared overnight in the morning, uh, basically stating that the club, Shrewsbury Town, wants to sack John Askey and um, a deal, severance pay packages. It can't be agreed. Um, very interesting report to come out from, you know, and often when it comes to sort of transfers and scoops, reliable journalists they have there that, that breaks many deals. So more interestingly than that report, I think, has been the subsequent 
uh, follow up from Brian Calder, our chief executive, yeah. calling it malicious, a fabrication, horrible, um, and, and, and had a bit of an attack at, at the Sun Reporter, um, which is, you know, interesting. I mean, you've, you've seen the report, haven't you, John, in, in the Sun? I mean, it's just the whole situation is far from ideal at the moment. It's not. It, it, for me, I think John was always one game away from, from being sacked. Yeah, mm. the results of that. Um, <coughs> obviously, it was a big win on Saturday against Wimbledon. Um, <coughs> it's an even bigger game this Sunday against yeah. Salford. Yeah, yeah. That's it. It's a big game that one, isn't it? Because yeah, I mean, although it is in the FA Cup, Salford. Uh, it's, it's a bit of a harsh draw, I think, for Shrewsbury Town because Salford are so well equipped yeah. in the league that they are. Losing to a team from that division, you'd think this is this is going to be painful here. But because they're so well equipped, you think they're more than capable of doing the job, aren't they? Absolutely. It's a total banana skin, isn't it? But it's not like a David v Goliath because I'd love to see the budgets up against each other. Yeah. Salford against Shrewsbury. I don't know how much John knows, but can't be much much in it. There's the thing I've heard they pay their top players. And the thing is that they've signed the, the players that they've signed from essentially the same talent pool, haven't they? You know, you Salford's have signed. You know, Robbie Gaffney from Bristol Rovers, yeah. who was a you know a capable League One striker. Adam, Adam, Adam Rooney as well. You know, from from Aberdeen, of course. You know, you'd think he, he'd have enough quality to play in League One, but of course, has been enticed to Salford because of the money that's yeah. on offer. Danny Lloyd's and Curtis Pond was playing Kurt, for Kurt, for years. Curtis Pond. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think you know it, it. It wouldn't necessarily be. I mean, it would be an upset. It wouldn't be a shock um, at all. And. Um, you know, it's it's essentially play, a, a level playing field as far as I'm looking at it, especially to uh, make a couple of changes. But the, the manager too, Graham Alexander, a couple of years ago was managing Scunny at the top of League One. You know, looking to try and take them up, and you know he he lost his job there, and then he's enticed to Salford. I mean, that tells you everything about their ambition, doesn't it? And I think did he go there last season while they were in the north? I'm trying mm. to. No, he went in the summer because um, yeah. Johnson and Morley, of course, oh, of course um, yeah. won the title. Went to um, Chester, but then were right, then relieved of the yeah. duties and, and uh, never never at Chester. Took quite a few of that Salford squad with them, but Salford with that. But the players have lost. You know, they lost uh, Michael Nottingham, I think it was, to Blackpool yeah. and, and a few others. But the same strengthened and uh, you know replaced those players, if you will, and they've, they've they've done well in the national league so far. So they'll be a very tough opponent. Ask is clearly under masses of pressure, so this is like the least ideal game for him, isn't it? Because you know on paper it's like a no win. If you you beat a non-league team, you're just doing your job, staying afloat. But anything else is, I mean, it it's hard with the amount of pressure. It's hard to see how he comes back from. I'm losing such a tie in my opinion I don't know what John thinks yeah John I'm interested to get your take on this because obviously having worked in football yourself the situation John Askey is now in with these reports and then the club subsequently coming out and saying that they are fully supportive of him for you if you were in that position how would you take it as a manager I just take each game as it comes I'm, I'm still in a job there um, mm. <clears throat> we've got Salford to think about and then you've got to go and beat them if he beats them then it'd be very hard for Cordell to get rid of him. Yeah. You know, so I, I personally think that he's on a on a on a match to match basis now. Yeah. You know, but going back to Salford, <coughs> excuse me, their budget would probably be on a par, at least on a par with Shrewsbury. Nine I know what, what Daniel Lloyd left Peterborough for yeah. to yeah. go to Salford. I won't disclose it, but I I'd struggle to know the player at Shrewsbury that might have done that sort of money. Mm. You know, I mean so that says everything, doesn't it? Yeah. That's Excuse me, speaking with my mouth full, but <coughs> how rude of me. But that is, you know, it tells a story. I counted yesterday, I think there's 33 places between the two teams. 
top of the conference and bottom of League One, but it is it is level, isn't it really? But yeah. you know, when it when it comes to the push comes to shove, if Salford get the win, it'll be a you know massive slip up and you know banana skin. Yeah, John, would you say that Shrewsbury Town's success last season has almost made a rod for for Askey's back, even though he wasn't involved at that point? Is that is that why there's probably so much pressure on him? Do you think? No, I think that the, what Paul Hurst did, he, he just had a, a magic formula. The boys were very, very fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, look, I, I knew some of the stats that they were producing, and and they were sort of on a par with Championship sides. Yeah. Um, but obviously, him going, a lot of players actually lost a lot of players at the start. So key players that were were key last year. Um, Askey almost found himself in the same position that Hurstie was when he first took over the job. Yeah. Where he had to sort of save them and consolidate League One. Um, if you look at the results <coughs> of, of Shrewsbury, they've only lost two games by more than one goal. Yeah. Mm. Almost, I think, Sunderland, and the mm -hmm. last one was Oxford. So, very, very fine lines. But you look who scores the goals. I mean, Waterfall scores three. You know, um, I think the strike. I think he's on a par with what the, the top striker scored yeah. at, at yeah. Shrewsbury. Yeah. So clearly, it's it's goal scoring that's the problem. Mm. Um, so, but <laughs> sorry, at the start of the season, we were saying, "Oh, they're only losing by the odd goal," but that can only wash for so long. Clearly, Absolutely. can't it? You know, you only, you know, we're getting there, or you know, into November now. But and like you alluded to, John, the pressure, serious pressure, has been on for a few games. Yeah. Um, We've had a couple of great results, you know, Barnsley was, was the best it's been. You know, Saturday was very much needed, as the manager himself said last week, you know, I need to win at Wimbledon to stay in the job, which was a funny one to hear, but... It's a, but risky, then, a risky tactic that if you're the manager, you're John Askey saying that, because you're putting a lot of pressure on, because if you get a draw, you're almost giving the board licence to, to, to give you the boot, aren't you? You say it works in the end when they turned it around, but it didn't work. And the response in the first half, they were woeful, you know, mm. and... Um, but there's been some good ones but there's been some terrible I mean Oxford was as bad as it gets really going two down after 15 minutes and you just you just wonder where it goes from here uh, I mean I'm going to speak to him today for the press conference ahead of Salford and there's so much pressure on that FA Cup first round game Sunday it's going to be fascinating and, yeah and asking how, he, how honest he was last week was quite fascinating really because you know he could have easily it, the setup we've Towns conference uh, Towns press conferences they're very intimate you're kind of in a, in a, in a shed at their training ground there'll be yourself um, either Nick Southall or James Bond from Radio Shropshire one of the club guys and then yourself so it's you know you're sat round and as far away from each other as you are now so there was nowhere for John to hide and he, he had to front up and answer the questions and he did just that and you know he, he, he was very honest he was he, I mean he he didn't necessarily come out fighting I mean he he, he, he got Fairly passionate, but he, he's not the man that's gonna, um, you know, lose his temper or get fiery right, or anything right. like. He's very, very measured. Um, he's John, um, and I, I think that says a lot about him. Um, I think that probably says a lot about his management style as well. How he came across, he very measured, very kind of, you know, thought, you know, he, he kind of thinks about everything that he does. He doesn't yeah. like do things on a whim or he's not a reactive kind of manager. He's, he's, he's somebody who's kind of got a thought process planned out. So. I kind of personally want to see him do well, and um, how time he's on his side. But you know, with all the pressure that's on, and as we've alluded to, Salford, if he does lose that, I can't really see him staying there. To be honest, we spoke to John. I was just going to say, but what do you guys think about 
the way the chief exec Brian Cordos come out to these Sun Sun reports. Do you think that for John as a manager, he's happy to see his chief exec defend him like that and, and have his back and call out the, the national media or? How do you take it? I mean, for me, I mean, if I was a football manager, and obviously I've got no experience barring what I do on my laptop, you know, <laughs> no, there's only one of on us football here, manager. No. <laughs> um, but for me, I think it's obviously supportive, but at the same time, I'd be reading a report from The Sun, and with all due respect, The Sun do not run a Shrewsbury Town story that often. Yeah. So when, when The Sun runs a story, a national paper runs a story regarding your job, and Shrewsbury Town, you must think that there's got to be at least something behind it. Obviously, I, I'm not an insider, I don't know this, but I'd still be more wary now, despite the fact that Brian Caldwell has come out and backed him. I don't know what Joe would think of this or what John would as well, but for me, I'd, have, I'd still have serious questions. And obviously, there is stuff, there may well be stuff going on in the background. Clearly, it's a, it's a it's a boost, a minor boost, but I don't, I'm not too sure how much of a boost. It's, it's a careful line for for Shrewsbury to tread because they, they've came out and gave him that um, that so-called vote of confidence, haven't they? Now, and if and if they do lose to Salford and then he is gone, then you know people are going to look at that and think, well, well, you know, what about what about you said last week kind of thing. So it's a, it's a careful line that they've got to tread. And, and the, Naturally, in these kind of situations, I think somebody's going to end up getting hurt. Um, yeah, you know, but we'll we'll see what happens. It's just a case of, like John said there, just kind of taking it day by day and game by game, really, and then just seeing what unfolds. But John, John Askey will know this, won't he? He'll know the situation, having you presume spoke with the board and the chief exec and the chairman, and knows where he stands, knows what he's got to do to, to keep his job. Yeah, he, he will. He'll he'll know that, and and like John Askey will be taking each game as it comes. The club will be taking it as well. Mm. Yeah, and, and 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 Mr. Cordwell will. If they do lose against Salford, he'll just turn around and say, <clears throat> "It's not good enough that a League One club loses to Salford, two yeah. divisions below, thirty-three places difference," mm. and that'll be his get-out clause. Yeah. And that's it. And you think? I mean. How many how many games does John Husky have to win now for him to be essentially safe again? Because this is this is the worry when a manager's in this situation. You always think it is game by game, as we've discussed. How many time, how many games does he have to win now until it's not game by yeah. game anymore? Well, I was just going to ask John this. Really, the situation that we're in, having this report come out, and what Brian said this morning. Where does he get out of it from here? Is is it you know you've got to win two or three in a row, or is that even enough? I mean, they've got the Salford game. You know, say for intent, for example, they they win that and progress. They've then got a league visit of Rochdale, who are in and around them. You know, at home they've been slightly stronger. I think he's got to carry on winning, really. You know, you, the the win one, lose one, won't won't wash, won't carry on winning. He needs a run of three or four games. If he mm. can sort of turn the corner, get three or four four wins, yeah, I think he's got his his job will be safe for the rest of the season. As long as they're not threatened to go down. You know, and then look at next season. Because yeah. as a lot have said, a lot of fans have said even, um, in support of John Askey, you know, the form over nine games isn't the worst. That They've won four, only lost three of those nine. They're 18th in the table, which yeah, isn't great, but is it is it where Shrewsbury Town should be? A lot of people don't like saying that, but budget-wise, I, I, I don't know. Is, is that what's expected of Shrewsbury? Probably a bit higher, but you know, I think one win could take them. 15th, 14th. Mm. So they're not bottom four, they're not cut adrift. The form hasn't been that bad. They're paying for the start of the season, but 
should Askey be under this intense pressure after the recent run of form? Do you think his personality almost works against him? Because as Joe said earlier, and he, he kind of lended to this, saying that he didn't come out fighting. He came out, he's quite quiet, he's quite melt, like well-mannered, so to speak. If you were to come out and say, this is my job, I'm going to get us out of this, maybe the fans would be a little bit more behind him because they actually see him fighting for the club. Do you think that works against him a little bit? I don't think you can you can read too much into how a manager portrays himself to the media mm. and to the outside world. Once that changing room doors closed, I know some managers that completely turn the other way. Yeah, yeah. You know, so probably reading too much into that that um, that that side of, of John Askey. Hmm. I mean, let's talk about the games quickly. Obviously, the three 0 loss to Oxford seems like so long ago now. That wasn't a great day at the office. The three five two didn't work. Then. The 2-1 win over OC Wimbledon, they started poorly and they've got themselves out of it. I mean, Lewis, fans and the players mustn't have too much confidence in the system if they keep changing it. Well, <laughs> systems, mm. plural, like, <laughs> you know. We, no, but we've seen a few, haven't we? And, you know, in fairness, you can't say, you know, he's just been changing the system for the sake of it. If they've won in recent weeks, like Barnsley, and they, they seem to have found something, then he'll stick with it. But it, there's just no consistency in terms of the perform- the quality. It's not it's not sticking. So, you know, half-time of the next game, it switches back, and then you, you hope to get a response, and that goes on to the next. There is no consistency in the formation, which I don't think helps, does it, John, really? For players, um, if you're trying to get, get settled, get a run of form, build up some form, if you're chopping and changing systems, like the wingers might play, now Gilead might play one in three, then he's left out because they play narrow, and you know I just don't think that helps. But you know, at least he's trying to change things when they're losing. You, you can't stick with something that ain't working. And at Wimbledon the other day at halftime, he changed to a diamond from a four-three-three, and it worked. They turned it around there. So you know, d- does he then take the diamond into Salford? It's really is game by game. It's I, I couldn't second guess how he's going to line up or what's going on. I, I think that the the abilities of the players, the, the physical ability, the technical ability, yeah. is more than than the the the, the, um, the effect that, that formations have on on, mm. on performance. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, if if you get that right first, if you get the technical ability right, if you get the physical right, the work rate right, yeah. right, then it's just the sort of last last five percent is a formation. Yeah. 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 You know, that's that's my personal feeling. But obviously, you'd look at the opposition and say they play in a certain way. You're going to set up in a certain way as well. But it depends. Do you feel confident that your formation will impose? Are you going to go out to nullify a team, or are you going to go out to dominate a mm, team? Yeah. And, and these are thoughts that what the on, on Asky's head. I think um, I had a, exactly similar conversation to that to um, with Bernard McNally yesterday, our columnist, and he said, I think it was his column last week, that. You know, I'm questioning the players' quality, really. I mean, on paper, we've said it's a decent squad. You know, certainly central midfield, I think they've got good players. But you know, at the back and, and going forward, I'm not so sure that this is what Bernard said, that he, he doesn't think the quality is necessarily there. Um, and I think you've got quality work rate, haven't you? And, you, you know, if you're not, if you haven't got the quality, then if they're giving or giving 100%, like, Shrewsbury weren't the best team anywhere near quality-wise last year, but they probably gave more than any other team work rate and it got them through and organisation as well but I don't think we've seen that level of work rate for whatever reason I don't know I've said before I think 
it comes from the players and it comes from the management. So I think both are culpable for you know maybe the management not inspiring them as much as it should be, or and the players not taking upon themselves enough. Mm. I think. Here's an interesting question: If John Askey plays the kids in the FA Cup, does he does he get a pass? <laughs> to you, John. Does he get a pass? <laughs> I don't think I don't think five thousand or six thousand at the Meadow. That might be generous. It might not yeah. be that many. Um, will 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 afford him a pass at the minute with how things are? No, I, he's not in a position to play in the kids. Is he? He's not mm. as if as if he's going for for um, promotion. And he wants to rest <laughs> yeah. his, his main players and and disregard the. Uh, the FA Cup now he needs that win mm. financially it's good for the club and, and it's going to be good for his um, his job prospects yeah and, and that could be really what to, what if they've got a cup run that could be the thing that turns it round because you know Shrewsbury's cup runs over the past you know 10 years or so the Man, you know, the Man United games the Chelsea games mm-hmm. Shrewsbury weren't I know they had a couple of promotions from League 2 but the Arnest wasn't necessarily on the league form that year and if they got they got a cup run, a big tie at the meadow. I think you, not that you switch off from it, but you kind of take a little bit of less attention to what's going on in the yeah. league, and that cup run can boost spirits of fans. So, no way is he playing the kids this Saturday. He's got to go all out to get that win and, so, and essentially save his job. I think when Mickey Mellon's town played Man U a few seasons ago, it wasn't the best league campaign in League One. But that run, you know, I remember the Sheffield Wednesday game scored last minute with Grimmer and sort of captured everyone's imagination and kept everyone going, really, the fans. Because, you know, they just caught to League, League One, I think, that's right I'm saying. And they're obviously battling the drop, but that cup run kept fans ticking over and kept them buzzing to come, I guess. The Man U game in the end was flat and disappointing. You know, they lost three and it was a bit of a nothing game. But it's the build-up to that, isn't it? Why, why you've got that going. You know, of course, they've got a massive test. This... This first round game is, if you're going to draw a non-league club, this is as hard as it gets, isn't it? It's the yeah. one. I think this is the worst draw, really, that they could have had. I think they would have probably <laughs> yeah. preferred to play a, you know, a fellow League One team, to be honest. Because mm. yeah. then you, at least you've got a bit of a get-out. But you know, if you lose to Salford, or, you know, crikey, you know, you're losing to a non-league team. But then at the same time, you know, this isn't your essential non-league team. The, the money that they have is almost unheard of at non-league level I mean I've seen him first and a couple of times in my time covering Salford and I thought last season in National League North that they were not the actually the best team despite winning the yeah. title I mm. thought Harrogate Town were a more well-drilled team but, you know, played the better football but Salford just had that financial clout and when things you know, weren't quite going the way for a couple of games they just get a few more players in and um, that financial clout they got cannot be out you know cannot be overlooked they're going to be it's up a banner for sure. Oh, the Man City of non-league, are they? <laughs> well, I don't, think the, I don't think you'd like to say that to them. They're all die-hard United fans, but um, yeah. I mean, the fact that they sacked their managers to get somebody else in. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Alexander came in. That, that's a big statement to make in itself. They've got League One ambitions, haven't they? So they higher, you know, clearly with the people in charge. Another thing about the FA Cup, when when you mentioned like the first round and all that, when a non-league team come in, which Salford still are, even though they're full time or whatever. They're going to be up for it, aren't they? Because they're they're underdogs against. For them, they're coming to a better stadium to play, you know, where there's TV, a bit of TV coverage, and they're going to be fired right up. Their cup final, all that, all those cliche jazzes. So, Askey's got to get his team up for it to that extent, and the players have got to got to be up for it as well. Because I, I think if Town give anything less than the hundred percent on Saturday, on Sunday, sorry, I think Salford could catch them. 
yeah. unawares. As far as I'm aware, Salford have still got the camera crew follow, following them around whenever they can. So, yeah. you know, if they're looking for a fourth series of, you know, class of 92, <laughs> that, that's that's typical material, isn't it? Cup run, beat, yeah. you know, beat a league side, you know, it's, it's, I, it's written, so I'm, I'm sure they'll be well up for it. I wrote the same in the paper today. I, I took a look back across the whole history, really, of times Town have been knocked out um, by a non-league team in the FA Cup. And from 30 games, it's happened nine times. So, you know, one in three, quite often, really. I especially the last decade or two, um, even over the last 10 years, there have been some forgettable first rounds for town. They've lost to Staines, Histon, Blythe, um, Hereford United when Hereford were conference, you know, all at the first round. So these fans, even more recently, even you know, not the older generation, know how it feels to, to have a terrible, you know, um, embarrassing sort of first round exit and yes yeah, Salford aren't part time or anything like that but it will still feel embarrassing won't it for fans and players and the management and the club so you know hopefully they can get up for it and avoid it certainly hope so uh, let's talk about another club you briefly worked with or you worked with sorry John uh, the Williams. Williams, do you keep an eye on them still? Or? Yeah, I do, and it was very, very sad to hear of uh, the passing of, 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 of Mr. Williams, Dave Gregory, lovely, yeah. lovely fellow, great chairman, heart and heart and soul in the club. Mm. Um, I had a great, great time there. It was a, a, a year after I'd finished Telford and um, was um, working with Army um, as, as his joint manager, and um, great, but really, really enjoyed it. Learned a lot. Different sort of, um, you know. Uh, Situation to the Telford's right because there you're paying players' wages. They're coming to yeah. training. Mm. At Willie, Willie Ams, you're not paying. Um, you're relying on them to turn up, um, and it's motivating them in a different way. But great, great learning curve for me. Mm. Tough dynamic was it to try and to try and shift, or did you did you take to it quite well? No, no, I enjoyed it. I think we had our best ever finish in, in the club's history. We finished top ten or is it eleventh in in that league um, there, me and Army. Um, so yeah, no, enjoyed it. Uh, some great players. Uh, it was uh, great memories. Yeah, they're a real. Sorry, I was just going to say they're a real family club, aren't they? They, they are. They are. Um, it's uh, like I say Dave. Dave built that club with his with his hands. You know, he, he played for them and became chairman. Uh, just the infrastructure was great. Mm, someone yeah. who will live long long in the memory. I imagine. Absolutely, absolutely. In the summer, I don't know how much you read or heard about this. They had the Oaken Gates Athletic merger. Yeah, um, in the amateur side, Oaken Gates sort of came to an end, folded, I, I believe, if I remember rightly, and their management and players went to become Wellyams and boost Wellyams. Um, obviously, that's a tough transition to, to take forward, and then with Dave's sad passing, that's that's hard as well. So, have the club just got to find their feet and just try and get through this season, and then. Yeah, they're they're in, in League One now. In, Division, in one, Division one, one of the rest yeah. now. I mean, you you, you guys don't know if you're going to believe this, but when I was at Bridge North, you know, we we didn't have a budget again. Mm. Um, diff, different scenario at Bridge North, but players were being paid at other clubs to play. Yeah, you know, and and that's what you're up even down at that level now. That's yeah. what you're up against. And if you haven't got a budget. You know, it's, um, it's it's very very difficult to compete. Did you, did you, I'm sure you saw the Shawbridge stuff a couple of weeks ago. Um, them not being able to get players, it's pretty tough at the moment. I think you know the, the amateur game in Shropshire, interest-wise, and you know getting 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 numbers. Sadly, but 
Yeah. I think Bridge uh, Bridge North recently you spoke to Adrian Stanton yeah. the other day, didn't you? Yeah. They're they're looking yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It, it, well they interestingly said to me that they've had to kind of go beyond go beyond to find players, you know, the the they're looking at the Wolverhampton, Stafford, you know, and things like that, you know, to try and get them in. But it's yeah, it's uh, it is difficult, isn't it, at that level to, to find the right characters I suppose and motivate them in the right way because some I don't know, might just want to play with the mates, some might well, might prefer going out on a Saturday night and or go out on a Friday night, turn up a bit on Garvey, you know. It's like you Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the old days, the, the, the Westminster's Prem was more like a glorified Sunday league. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it but it hasn't now, because that is filtering down from National North down to the mm-hmm. Evo sticks and then you get in Midland Alliances. You know, I would imagine most Midland Alliance teams have got budgets now yeah. and certainly half of the ones in the in the Westminster Prem I was never quite good enough in goal to get paid, you know. Nah. <laughs> You're big enough. Big enough? <laughs> Clearly not quick enough. <laughs> Would you get back into a club at that level? Does it interest you? Or? At West Midlands Premier Yeah, level. just, just um, management. I've been, offered, I've, I've been offered and, and I'm, I'm just enjoying doing my scouting there. I just yeah. go, and, mm. I go and watch games every week. Um, uh, with with work as well, that's sort of taken uh, yeah. a lot of my time. So yeah. I'm just sort of I applied for a couple of jobs this this year. One obviously was Telford, um, which is the first time I've ever applied since since I've left. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously uh, uh, there's another Evo Stick Prem League that I applied for, which I had good feedback, um, but didn't materialise. But that's the sort of level that I'd want to get okay. back in if mm-hmm. I'm going to get back in. Yeah, so Joe, I mean, we've talked about Williams, we haven't talked about the results. Are they yeah, even on? Just, just, I mean, we just mentioned there, so I think it's a season to try and kind of stabilise. It's not quite going the way at the moment. They're 15th out of 17 teams mm. in Division 1. They're on a five game winless run in uh, all competitions. They've got an interesting double header uh, coming up at the weekend and then on Tuesday night. They've got Seek Hunters twice. Um, they've got them in, in the league and then in the, in the Division 1 League Cup. Um, they did lose three 0 to say Gunters a, a few weeks ago. Yeah, so I feel like we need to get a belief on this. Don't say so. Don't say it too quick, Joe. <laughs> Seek Hunters. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it's uh, an interesting double header for them. Let's hope they can get back to to winning ways soon enough. Because as as John's mentioned, there good good budget people down there, honest, hard working people. So. Let's hope we can get back to winning ways. I'm glad we made it a bit more light-hearted since the ASCII uh, conversation. Yeah. It was quite, it was yeah. quite a heavy yeah. podcast. Yeah. Was a bit top well, heavy. it's been a heavy morning, really, hasn't it? <laughs> Driving over here and then having that, you know, the, the Sun uh, publication uh, release that report, you're thinking, what a day. I mean, I'm going over to Shrewsbury next, next to see John ASCII, so... If I was called, I'd be asking questions. Who'd link that story to? to the really? Story? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You, yeah. I absolutely. mean, you want to know who that source is, yeah, don't it's you? It's going to be someone close enough to do that. That's it. Right, Telford. We did touch on just um, a job you said you applied for, of yeah. course, John. Um, a bit, bit of a mixed bag recently. They got that two-one win over York, but then they drew with Hereford and Offerton. Um, they've lost that early season sparkle, you'd say, they, haven't they? They have, but. I think from speaking to you know a couple of the players this week, they're they're taking the positives. The three games unbeaten there, and they feel like slowly but surely they're getting back to what they were showing at the mm-hmm. start of the season. And they've changed the system a little bit. It's um, more of a five at the back now, with Henry Cowens playing as a kind of a right wing back. The, the non-league, non-league David, David Beckham. Beckham. The non-league David Beckham, <laughs> as, uh, as, as, as Gab has said. Um, it's obviously stuck. But um, it's he doesn't kind of see him as a right wing back. He sees like the 
even though it's set up that way, he says he the defend defend horizontally, not vertically. Um, I mean that's perhaps as us. Horizontally, not vertically. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it's very you know analytical and you know so some of the coaches you know are very forward thinking like that. But um, I mean, I didn't quite understand that myself. But but when Henry explained it to me, um, he kind of said that you know he's got Theo Street behind him who he's kind of proficient in one-on-one situations yeah. so that gives him more of a license to go forward I think that's essentially what you know what that means but um, yeah they've, they've kind of they're finding the feet again I think slightly but surely and they're showing a lot of character they've got that of course they're still unbeaten at home so I mean that that is the big thing yeah. the new book said there's been some you know tough couple of years down there especially last season covering them it was you know the place was it needed a boost, a, a new lease of life, really, and um, they've had that this season. And the, the place is a much happier place. So, I'll tell you what, it is a boost as well. Chorley have started losing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a big boost because yeah. there was one point we thought they were going to run away with this league, but now what? They've lost three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Telford aren't far off. I mean, they're, you know, they're just outside that play, those playoff places. I mean, Gavin is adamant at the moment that anything 14th and above, you know, is is a success. Um, where they finished last year. It's probably fair to say that. I think, you know, quietly, they'll be aiming for at least the top half finish and then seeing where they are and just maybe sneaking that seventh place in, in, in the playoffs. You know, when you've got that seven spots, it's, it's wide open for anyone who, who gets a run. By all accounts, in these draws, they're creating a lot and they're the better team. Yeah. Because um, they went in a few games where they didn't play particularly well, didn't they? But I think they kind of got their mojo back a bit with the performances, but. You know, Udo maybe hasn't scored. He scored in the Hereford game, didn't he? Yeah. Sent off the other day, but yeah. um, creating chances apparently and playing well, but not scoring them. So maybe they'll start going in again if they're playing well. You just um, need to find that second second scorer because we've got Udo who's got yeah. 10, 11 goals now. Andre Brown's got. Three Andre goals, Brown's right? got three, yeah. but he's in and out of the team at the moment. And uh, Marvin Walker Smith's playing a bit. He's, he hasn't scored since the opening day of the season and. I think Henry Cowens has had to deliver twice in, in the end of games. Yeah, Double Knights has got one or two, but yeah. you're just looking for that. You now, if Brown now could get a run in the team, yeah. especially with Udar being suspended for this weekend, if he can get that start and hopefully start, you know, really getting towards those levels that Udar was at, then that could they could really be onto something there. Yeah, John, what have you made of the job Gavin Cowens done? Obviously, it was, it was a job which you wanted, but. Gavin's the man who, who, who they picked but what have you made of his well first of all I think it was a great appointment I, mm. I really do and, and to have Phil Trainer there as well you know Mr Telford himself it, it's, a, it's a great management team and, and they did they started really really well mm. um, I think I think the problem with Telford is like you alluded to they needed more more goal scoring and you'd want your centre backs to chip in for say four or five a season mm. yeah. but I think they've got sort of a, a, a bursting midfield player like Phil Trainer was to mm. go and Add to the tally and get ten goals because you know to to, to win a, a league you need to be scoring seventy goals a season. Well, if your strikers are getting 20, 15, 20 each, your centre backs are getting five each, and your midfielders are getting ten each, mm. you're there, aren't you? Um, I think that's where that's where they're lacking. Um, but you know, I always remember a, a, a chat with with Dave Topping, the old uh, director, that. Directors need to be challenged. He said, you know, he likes a manager to speak to and, and ask for money and one this and one that. So, you know, I think Gab maybe needs to go to the board and, and, and ask for a little bit more money 
and say, look, if you wanted to push for that mm. playoff position, you need might not might need one or two more players in. Yeah, is that where you see their seal in the playoffs, or can you see them maybe? Yeah, I can see better? I can see them getting in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah especially now there's the seven positions. Mm-hmm. Um, Kidderminster, you know, one of those teams. I think are going to push Chorley all the way. Um, another loss on Saturday, but they were second, second before that. Yeah, they were second before that, and the Kidderminster are throwing a lot of money at at, at this um, at this league. You know, with with um, the manager, the sports scientists they've got mm-hmm. there, um, full time nature of the club. Yeah, Elliot. So, Elliot, absolutely, Elliot. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, and. and it's going to be they're going to be there or thereabouts, but there's no reason why Telford can't can't finish in a in a in a power position. Yeah, and I I don't mean to go back to it. I'll do it one more time. Obviously, when you said you applied for the job, that you said one of the first players you bring back was Dwayne Samuels. Yeah, and Knights as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, already, I already sorted those out. I sorted those out before. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what have you made of the squad? Well put together. I th- I think so. There's one or two there that maybe I wouldn't I wouldn't have picked, but you know that's that's a manager's personal preference. Mm. Um, but no, I think on the whole he's he's got a good a, a good squad there. Yeah. Right. Should we talk double barreled strikers, guys? Yes. Go on. Shall we? Uh, favorite segment. Yes, is is many people's favorite segment actually. Um, Joe, Joe, are you the man to fill us in on on, on our tally in terms of double barreled strikers this right, week? We uh, we made a conscious decision, didn't we, to get rid of assists for half points so I think J- Lionel John Lewis is leading the way he's got five it's a blow from Hardy Holloway that after his big uh, big header the other day that set up Waterfall but you know, can make a late are, pitch for Aaron but we are counting reserve games so Amadi Holloway does, oh, right. does have himself a point <laughs> so it's Lionel's leading the way with five um, we've got Amadi Holloway on one we've got uh, Amari Morgan Smith on one and Barnsley. we've got Barnsley on zero now, now I've took the assists away. Harsh. But, but you know, it, this is it, yeah. I, I felt like you know, with assists, it's especially myself now get, getting down to less Telford games. Yeah. It's very hard to keep a keep an eye on a, who, who's coming up with the assists every week. So we're just going purely for goals. And Linnell Linnell is, leading, is the way. leading the way. The shop the always shop. delivers. The shop always delivers. John, do you reckon he's going to win it? Possibly, absolutely. <laughs> Thoughts on? Morgan Smith, Barnes, Homer, squad players. Or? Are these? Are these? Have you had much dealings with any any of those players, John? I know Barnes Homer. He, he he broke my heart when we played Macclesfield <laughs> when I was in charge. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did break my heart. We we were um, we played Macclesfield at um, up there uh, on the second game I was in charge at Telford, and and we won all. And it would have been a massive result to come away, <laughs> mm. you know, with the squad that had a couple of subs. That's all, and. Um, had a corner the last last kick of the game oh. and he, he the young he paid the ball out right edge of the box and Barnes Homer just lashed it and he just went top stanchion anywhere else it would have been blocked <laughs> and I saw him at a game when he played I think it was Folly Screen I saw him and uh, I said you broke my heart <laughs> and I, I said, he said why well, doesn't he goes out the top the top corner goal he actually he, like, yeah. he's, a, he's a nice lad I know he's a lovely boy as well I, I know, but he's, um, he's got ability, hasn't he? Yeah. Like that, that uh, York goal, was it? The first, his first Telford game. Was it the start of last season? Was yeah, it? yeah. And when he's come on, he's looked all, he's looked all right. So I think a lot of his his um, impact now in the squad 
he's um, a lot more off the field than, yeah. than on it. Um, we see him as a bit of a leader, as a bit of a, a father figure almost to the younger younger strikers. It was interesting that the, the youth team that have done very well this year, that played at Scunthorpe in the first right. round of the cup last week, and Telford's backroom staff went, you know, Gavin Cowan, uh, Phil Trainer, Jamie Haynes, of course, and then Matt Barnes Armour was there as well. Yeah. So. I think that's that's something that's a bit more in the background, a bit more understated. But Barnes Harbour is essentially, you know, he's a player, but he's he's almost one of the coaches, um, coach, you know, yeah. striker coach or attacking coach, however you'd want to term it. Um, so I think he's been, you know, he'd, be, he'd been on trial looking for a club that didn't materia, materialise, but they've kept him around because of his, you know, if his experience and he. he He's a very well respected man around. He the must place. be over thirty now, surely. Yeah, yeah I think he's about thirty-two, thirty-three. So he's he's probably, you know, approaching his his you know his twilight years. But in fairness to him, he's got him himself in a lot better physical shape. I think this year than he was last year. Looks like he's he's lost he's lost quite a bit of weight to be honest, and um, but lost that kind of. You know, yeah, but bolt up in the gym he's yeah. got that right kind of weight on him these days so yeah. we laugh in this segment about lack of any goals in any meaningful first team league games but you know John Lewis and Marty Holloway not half of the problem as if it's their fault but John mentioned the lack of goals from the strikers earlier you know aside from those two who have scored what is it one between them in the league Lenny and the second game yeah. Charlton um, there's there's Lee Angle who had a flurry early on, but now you know clearly Jaraski has hinted and that he he doesn't do enough work work hard enough. He wants more energy from Angle, so he's not been involved at all. And and Fajiri, who's only just come into the team, you know even Saturday he was shifted out wide. I think he's got a lot of promise. Actually, I like him, but you know hasn't scored in the league yet. So yeah, I mean be, between them, between the four of them, they've got five league goals by this point and it's not enough no. uh, mm-hmm. that has to change moving forward I mean the mid you know Norman's got two Doherty's got three or four um, who's the other one Josh Loren scored and Waterfall scored three from the back but you know they're not going to bail you out midfielders and, and defenders the strikers need to start finding the net mm, and tracking back quickly you mentioned Van Tomer as an experienced player in the top of the squad as a manager John is it good to have a player like that who can kind of Relay almost almost as an assistant, but as a player as well. It is important, and and, and younger players look up to those players as well. Mm. Yeah, you know, and they learn off them. Um, so it, it is important to have a good mix of. You're not going to have all over thirty players, and you're not going to have all all youngsters. A good balance is very very important. It, yeah, and, and you mentioned just quickly uh, that you wanted Dwayne to. You know, if you were to take yeah. charge, you want when he is that a kind of a, a bit of a role that you saw for Dwayne, especially after a year out. Well, no, because Dwayne's always kept himself fit. Yeah, you know, he, he had a year out because he, he went travelling. You know, mm. on the road. I, I obviously, I've got a relationship up with Dwayne when, when I was first at Telford, and, and he's 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 the type of people. I was listening to what's his name yesterday, um, Strachan on the radio, yeah. and he's saying that, that in, in a in a squad you need good people around you. You need yeah. good people, and Dwayne fits into that kind of uh, into that sort of category. Same with with Daniel Knights. You know, honest players yeah. are going to give their all and, and help other players. You know, through it as well. 
Yeah. Our host, Luke Hatfield, loves John Casares' mushrooms. Oh, yeah. they are unbelievable. Should <laughs> I, mean, I get to cook some more? <laughs> 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 Goodies to go. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> superb. I mean, every, I mean, as you can tell by the plates, everything has been eaten. Um, so Still absolutely super sterling job. I mean, I can't. I, I'm going to come back for the fish and chips because I want to see what the fish and chips are like <laughs> at some point. But no, let's let's talk our nominations now. We're going to do it slightly different this week. John, okay. you're going to decide who goes into our double-barreled Hall of Fame this week. Myself, Lewis, and Joe have each coming up with a nomination. We're going to pitch them to you, and you get to pick just one okay. to make the Hall. So, as you well know, there are plenty of players in there, but... Lewis, do you want to start us with your nomination? Luke's gone above and beyond this week, I, hasn't I'm, he? I've got, yeah, a re- I've got a really good one this this week. I've come up with... I've, been, I've had this one in the pipeline a while. Um, my former player now, he doesn't play anymore. Well, no, he's 47. He definitely doesn't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he had 22 clubs. Oh, that's a, that's a good effort. Journeyman. Right, and journeyman. Yeah, yeah. I was actually looking through his wiki page. All different, you know. From, what, 88 to... 2013. I mean, he finished with Armthorpe Welfare. I, I mean, I'm guessing that's North Non-League. It doesn't mean much to me, but um, I've never been to Armthorpe. Um, yes, he did have a loan spell with Shrewsbury Town. Okay. Quite prolific. Oh, local link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, local link. Played with them at Wembley in 2007. Um, it's Leo Fortune West. Oh, that's a good name. That's though. a good name. Yeah. He was. A bit of a beast, I think. He was a bit of a, you know, that kind of noughties football league centre forward, big unit. You know, defenders would bounce off him. He got goals everywhere. I mean, the, the Shrewsbury spell of 607 on loan came in and, and, and scored goals to help them get to the playoff final at Wembley, uh, which didn't go well in the end, of course. Got a great quote from his wiki page, if you just bear with, um, <laughs> which might swing it my way, I'm hoping, anyway. Um, Have you edited his Wikipedia? No, 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 no. This is, uh, this is genuine. This is. Um, what does he say? I following, like... following Shrewsbury's two-nil home win over Notts County in February 2007, manager Gary Peters referred to Fortune West as Ron Seal because he does exactly what he says on the tin. Oh. You cannot argue with that. You can't argue with you... that. You know they just produced and what? What is it? Uh, well over 100 league goals at varying levels. I mean, I, I don't know if he'd have played second tier. Um, John, don't know if you've come across him ever, but no, you know, never, never. that's uh, yeah, that's that's it's what you're up against. Strong Fortune nomination. West, yeah. Fortune West, strong nomination. Joe, do you want to go ahead of me, or do you want to draw uh, me to go? You you can go first. All you right, can go first. I'll be a gent. According to my research, John, <laughs> you will have managed this player. Okay. He's a goalkeeper. He's still only 28 years of age. He played for Stoke, Bristol Rovers, Vauxhall Motors, Darlington Draws, and Fleetwood. Telford is where you should know him. Fly Chelmsford, Cumbry Island. Godalming Town and currently plays for Bishop Stortford. No he, pressure, but you've got to guess him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's made one Premier League squad in his entire career when he was at Stoke. Uh, he was Stoke versus Fulham, which uh, they lost 1 0. Um, one, one appearance in the Premier Reserve League South in the 1 0 loss to Birmingham under 23s. <laughs> Can you name this double barrel goalkeeper? I can't know. Oh, I'm hoping I'm hoping you all know him, otherwise my research will be okay. shot down. Danzel St. Louis Hamilton. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. 
He plays an inter 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 international um, game as well, I think, for one of the Caribbean countries. Possibly. Yes. <laughs> that yes, was, that yes, was yes, not yes, in my yes, research. No, that was on Wikipedia. Yeah, he came to Telford in, I think, our, our first or second year there. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Nice, nice ad, actually. That's did, really did good. He, did, did he play? I can't remember if he played it. Soccer base did not have stats <laughs> well, on his national league. No, I don't think he did because young year was ever present anyway. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember it's nice, nice lad. That's yeah, nice it's lad, really yeah. got the brain yeah. cells going oh. for you, hasn't it? Yeah, go so right deep <laughs> in the, of the, uh, the memory. That's my nomination: Danzel St. Louis Hamilton. Fantastic. Right, I, from 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 a man who made you smile to to a man who broke your heart. I think I think. <laughs> a, oh, cop out. <laughs> There's no way this guy's <laughs> getting it because you know we haven't got any of our current boys in there. So that's my pick this week: Is it Matthew Barzara. You know he. Yeah, that, that's that's my nomination. Was he your pick before you found out ten minutes yeah, ago he broke yeah, John's yeah, heart? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't spoken about this on the side. No, right, no, right, no, right. no. This, yeah, it, it, it kind of, yeah. That's Mike, your nomination. Yeah. Mike Hamill has had an illustrious career. He's like Whereas Luke Jack Nicholas. Well, I think actually Barnes Arms had more clubs than him. Because if he's had twenty-two, or if Barnes had a few, in it. Barnes had twenty-five, I, I believe. Um, really, he's had. A, and that's counting two spells at Telford. So. USA as well. He was in the USA. Yeah. He's played yeah. for the Rochester Raging Rhinos, the Syracuse <laughs> Salty Dogs. I remember it well. Some um, proper team the names. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, what we've got here. The Salty Dogs. He was at uh, Ostersunds in Sweden. Um, yeah, he's, he's played. He's Macclesfield, of course. Kidderminster, William Old Town. Yeah, he's been about. He's been about. Yeah. St. Lewis Hamilton's only played for twelve, so he's not he's not topping the top in the scale. Did you just then. call him Lewis Hamilton? St. Louis Hamilton. Oh, St. Louis, St. Louis Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's topical a great name. after the uh, yeah. the fifth world title. Of we'll have to find out which country he did play. I'm sure he played an international. Um, oh, shall we quickly should we use the, uh, the pair we, of uh, pretty Wikipedia? Sure pretty sure. St. Lucia. I'm going St. Lucia. Yeah. Stab in the dark. Bermuda, maybe. What, Bermuda. What's, uh, how are we spelling his name? The St. Louis Hamilton. Not spelled L-O-U-I-S. Anyway. No pressure, John. Okay, no pressure. You have to, you have okay. to, pick, you have to pick okay. one of these, well, these nominations. Okay. We've all gone down well, varying routes yeah. here. I quite, I quite like that. We've gone, we've gone down the route of a current player. We've gone down one which John will know well. Yeah. I'm not having uh, Joe Edwards' lack of effort in the research. Oh, I, I can't, I can't find <laughs> who, who, who he played for. St. Louis Hamilton. <laughs> well, no. either way. It, we're gonna we're gonna take John's word for it here. Okay. I think he, he must have possibly, made an possibly, possibly did. Yeah. Oh possibly. yeah, I'll, I'll take John's possibly word. Possibly did. Yeah. Well, anyway, John, okay. I'm, I'm gonna put you on. I'm gonna put you well, on look, the clock uh, now. I'll, put us that image. I, I like I like Lewis's choice. Um, the fact that he sort of scored lots of goals, um, lots of clubs. Yeah. You know, Fortune West, like the Ron Seal analogy. I like yours as well because obviously you, you brought something back that I would have never thought of. You know, yeah. I've seen so many players come through, um, but yeah, you brought a smile to my face because he was a nice guy. I'm going to go with Matthew Barnes. Oh, yes. oh, oh, oh my god! And I, I understand that you guys put a lot of effort into yours, but it's not the amount of effort; it's that sort of specific effort yes. that I like. Yes. Oh, there we and, go. And the fact that Barnes Homer remembered me. After that, <laughs> scoring that goal yeah. that did break my heart because you know we had a lot of, we had some kids playing for us at Macclesfield. We were under the cosh mm. and a one-all 
would have been a fantastic result for us and then when the broke my heart <laughs> in the last kick of the game there we go we've got a ne- heartbreaker in next time you see Barnsley you need to tell oh, him yeah. about this oh yeah, yeah. yeah. God, God, so. but, but now your heart's mended it's fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. my heart mends a day after <laughs> <laughs> right let's finish up with some previews shall we through yep. Town Salford FA Cup tough old draw um, I mean this is as big as it gets really for John Askey yeah I think Oh well, without a doubt, I think John's alluded to it all all through this podcast. You know, he's got to get results, hasn't he? Game by game, you know, the the nature of the, this isn't a league game. It's a it's a little bit different. While their situation is, I say desperate in the league, but fairly desperate. Um, you know, this is it's just a banana skin, isn't it? No football league club wants to lose in the FA Cup to to a non league club. I absolutely take that Salford are not your normal non-league club but they're still in the conference um, you know Shrewsbury fans like the com- love the competition they don't want to go out in the first round it's brought some great memories they want to repeat that you know whatever happens in League 1 this season and you know the, the manager clearly can't afford to, to bow out uh, this weekend so it's going to be a really ten- tense one I think at Montgomery Waters Meadow um, edgy uh, AFC Wimbledon was really edgy for, for 60 minutes it was like two teams chess match didn't want to make any errors it was a really hard watch and I think I don't know if, if Town go out and try and play on, on Saturday I think well, I've heard Salford can really play so that would be interesting to see who comes out on it I think Salford will come and have a go they, they, they'll have seen you know how Town have fared when they've been under the cosh this season mm. and, and struggled I think Salford will just smell blood really I don't know if John agrees with that, but you know they're clearly flying and have quality attackers, goal scorers. You know how are they going to be defensively? But I think Salford could really get some joy in the in their attacking area. Huge game. Um, you know John Askin needs to, needs to win it. And are you asking for a prediction? I'm going to at the end. Okay, fine. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't get any bigger, does it? Like like the Wimbledon game, the manager said himself, it's for him. It was it was win or bust. He said that so. We're just taking that game by game at the moment. So each game they come to is massive. Life, yeah. you know. The old cup final, isn't it? Yeah. In the first. In the first round. In the first round. Play at Wembley, why not? Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, I think it could well go as last week did. I think Salford will come out strong, possibly even get an early goal. Mm. It gets a half time, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's you know the the kind of the old guard coming up with the results again. You know. Uh, a, a low quarter yeah. fall, or you now even a Matt Sadler, or some somebody of you know of, of, of experience, just having just just about seeing them over the line, and uh, you know waterfall. He's had his he's had his critics since he's come yeah, in. Yeah. You know a fair few of them. Um, you know signed on a three year deal, which isn't you know very commonplace in League One, is it? But um, you know he's he's come to the fore in recent weeks. He's got some goals from the back, and uh, you know I think he'll need a big performance on waterfall again. It was so ironic that he was, you know, he got the two goals on Saturday. He was the hero. He scored the late winner to, you know, allegedly, supposedly save his manager because he has been the fall guy. He's, you know, been the the target of fans' frustration at times on the pitch. You know, I don't think that's totally fair. Start of the season, he was conceding penalties left, right, and centre, which did nothing to, you know, sort of get him on terms with his new crowd and. Also, Matt Sadler came out for him, didn't he? Which, you mm. know, the town fans love Sadler. And, you know, Waterfall came in and took the armband. It was a bit like, whoa. 
Um, but yeah, Waterfall has got got better. It got more solid. Um, I think you could have a a competent League One defender there. Maybe he's got an error in him, but he he heads it and kicks it and, and gets it away and can pop up with goals. But it was really ironic that he got he got the goals at King's Meadow. Like you couldn't have written it really. From villain to hero. If um if they lose this game, does Askey go that day? Well, or do they do they? Is, I don't it, know is it a matter of days? Well, it's it's a Sunday, isn't it? And you know they clearly have discussions. However, the game goes, I'll have discussions after the game. You know, you throw into it. What if it's a replay? Yeah. You know, if they draw, I mean, he'll obviously have the replay. I'm sure. Um, up in Salford. Having said that, the replay is the following Tuesday. I understand uh, they have a checker trade game on on the Tuesday at Crew. So it becomes a bit more convoluted. You know, the FA Cup is all important, but then where do they rank? Check a trade trophy. Um, yeah, interesting one if he draws then because the, the replay isn't for some 10 days. Um, but, you know, discussions will have to take place, especially if they lose, you mm-hmm. know, to see to see what the next movement is, to, to talk what they've got to talk and sort out what they've got to sort out, whether they, they think because he won in the league he deserves the, the Rochdale League game or, you know, we, we don't know the ins and outs of those conversations. Um, but the Meadow could be an interesting place if it doesn't go Towns' way. Um, I think... You know, fans will be getting worried and a little bit sick of all this speculation, really, um, and and just want to know what's going on. But mm. you know, clearly a, a defeat isn't going to go down well yeah. at the Meadow and do any good for the manager. Yeah, and we'll quickly talk about Telford before we get predictions. Boston United for them, uh, fellow playoff battlers, um, same number of points. Boston up on goal difference, tough old game. Um, can they turn these draws into wins? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And um, yeah, I think they're slightly chipping away and getting back to where they want to be. And uh, Boston team in a similar position. I think they're just above them on goal difference. So I think yeah. it's six versus uh, or seven versus eight. Yeah, yeah, whichever. But um, yeah, it's um, you know it's, it's two teams that are seemingly well matched. Um, Boston decent budget um, for that level, and they're they're going to be you know eager to. To get the winner course and you know boost their playoff aspirations, but Telford uh, have got playoff aspirations of their own. You know they they they're not saying it and they're not they're not. But you know in the dressing room they'll be believing that they can you know achieve these things with the start that they had, and even that they're getting results at the moment despite not you know being quite at the best. So um, I think this could be you know a win for Telford, um, not a landslide one or anything like that, but. Um, I think if they could scrape a one 0 get that clean sheet as well, that'd be nice because of Andy Richardley's playing in goal there, the, the local lad. If he could get himself a get himself a clean sheet, and um, yeah, hopefully it'd be a positive day all round. Hopefully, let's finish with predictions then. Lewis, FA Cup, John Askey, big old game. Give, um, me, give me a score prediction. Sitting on the fence, one all. Oh, classic, John. Two 0 to Shrewsbury. 2 0 to Shrewsbury, Joe? 2 uh, 1 to Shrewsbury. 3 2 Shrewsbury for me. Okay. That's too much drama there. I, I love it. a last minute goal as well. <laughs> Maybe a penalty in the 94th minute. Uh, and Telford, Joe, let's start with you, Telford. Um, 1 0 Telford, I think I'm going to go for. Um, yeah, I think there is an onus now on trying to get that clean sheet. And mm. um, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, they can do. John? He's a down missing on Saturday. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Mm. I, I don't think that the can appeal okay. at, at that level. I think he was a bit of a first yellow was a bit soft. Second yellow, it's a case of when you're on the card, maybe not going for the challenge. But 
Yeah, it will, never, it will miss that game. You can never appeal to a lot of Scania generally. No. In any, no. no. So, um, be a big loss. I'm going for a nil-nil. Nil-nil. No Udo, no goals. <laughs> one all, I think. It's um, been a long time without a clean sheet, hasn't it? Is yeah, it? yeah, it's... it's just thinking it has it has it has been a fair while. Um, I think it could possibly even stretch back to you know the, se- the second game of the season, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I saw you, one of the reports is about sixteen games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that you know, you know, there, there is an analyst on getting one. Um, they're, they're performing well defensively, but having that clean sheet to just be just be icing on the cake. Yeah, and I'm going for two nil Telford. So, fellas, that wraps it up. John, what a pleasure. We can't thank you enough for having You're us. Welcome. It's been our I mean, seventh episode, seventh heaven, as yeah. they say. <laughs> you've, you've got the name for the podcast. Hold on, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Our uh, our sports editor, uh, Russell Yule, came up with pod and chips. Oh, oh yeah. Two good names there. I think that's got to be the uh, the winner, isn't it? Unless you can think. Pod of and chips in seventh heaven. Can we have breakfast there? We don't have fish and yeah. chips. Yeah. 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 No, no. But anyway, John, thanks for having us. An absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I mean, we hope you keep on listening and we'll, yeah, we'll obviously keep in yeah. touch with you. You know, we're always always keen to get some food in. Next time we'll pay, though. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely no, pay yeah. that <laughs> In all seriousness, like, you know, your insight, obviously, to the, the circles around Telford level and, and what's going on at Shrews as well that you follow, obviously, um, it's really interesting, I think. Especially on a day like today where, like, you know that yeah. news came out this morning, and then Brian Corlaw's reaction. It's been pretty sort of fascinating to yeah, it's nice to, to just gather your opinion. Have someone else talking as well instead of us three just going on loud. No one wants to listen. To yeah. <laughs> I think it's a shame that that story came out today before such a crunch game on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because if you think they 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 had a great sort of second half, showed a lot of character, be buzzing now to go into the next game, and then this is sort of throwing a little spanner in the works and. Yeah. But hopefully they'll overcome it. I, I think they'll overcome it. Fingers crossed. So all that's left for me to say is to thank Lewis, to thank John, and to thank Joe, and to thank everybody for listening. <laughs>